deep contentment, joy, and confidence in my everyday life with God. And by the way, I just said that. I didn't read it like I have it memorized. There is no reason for you to out me on reading it when I first started. Come on. Distorted thinking patterns where people are believing the wrong things and living out of that. I can't read stuff anymore. (laughs) Oh my God. Who came up with the idea of putting small print instructions on everything? Everything. You're much more kind than I am because (laughs) when I'm mad at you, I'm like, God, why is this woman in my life? (laughs) Wow. We want to get to a place where we have that conviction, where we've moved from, what have you done for me lately, God, to, I trust you, you are real, this is real, and I will Hey, I love you. I know. (laughs) Typical Han Solo response. Right. I love that so much. I mean, this is a podcast. We're starting off. We have an audience here. (laughs) Hello. I don't know that they want to be welcomed into our love life. (laughs) It's just something that that you've said for years, and I, I crack up. For the Star Wars fans out there, you understand the whole thing when Princess Leia tells Han Solo she loves him and he just says, I know. Right. (laughs) Well, sometimes it's just, I don't know what to respond to you in that moment because it feels like, okay, you're forcing me to say I love you too. Right. And it's not that I don't love you. I always love you in every moment of every day. I love you. I love our relationship. I (laughs) really enjoy all of that but sometimes I just want to say it when I want to say it I don't want to have to respond I don't want to have to respond it Uh uh-huh yep yeah that makes sense oh it's fun I think it's real it's a good real response because there are times that yeah you want to be the one to say it because you mean it not because you feel like you have to (laughs) okay so that sounds bad I know I mean it Gosh. There's no doubt. I mean it in every time, whether I'm responding to you <laughs> or whatever. That's not the issue. There's just something about saying it spontaneously. Yeah, I like that. I feel like means more. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. because I, I know you <laughs> and I know every time you look at me and you say, I love you. <laughs> You want me to say it back. I, yep. I'm looking for that validation. <laughs> Come do. on. You are. <laughs> Somebody's listening to this going, that's me. I get that. I'm the same. Thank you. You're my people. Right? Yes. Well, and just know, I love you. <laughs> Yay. I feel and, happy and warm inside now. And you don't need <laughs> to hear me say it to have that validation. But I do think saying it's very important. Yeah. And I hope it's more meaningful when I'm not just <laughs> satisfying your craving. <laughs> yeah, but don't we all have this need to be yes. loved and validated from that, whether it's yes. from the people in our life to our walk with God? We're looking for that, I love you back. It's like our hearts crave that. Right. Yeah. And so really cool. I like that we're talking about this today just to start out our podcast. And yeah, this is totally not what we're talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, segue us in then, because I like this. Um, uh, a segue. Yes. 
So like anybody else at this time of year, you start thinking about what's valuable to you. What do you wish was a little different? There's definitely some things in the past year we want to say goodbye to. Out with the old, in with the new. Right. All of those cliche. I know. I use that word again. We did that two podcasts ago. (laughs) It's going to become cliche (laughs) that I use the word cliche. cliche. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So we do. We think about that. But really, I wanted to start with kind of a different question. Why is Jesus your motivation? You're going to make me cry. (laughs) So I think where it hits my heart when you ask me a question like that is that he loved me. (laughs) And so I want to love him back. Yeah. And so the things that get in the way prevent me from receiving his love and giving it back to him. And so the areas that I want renovated are the broken places Mm. that separate me from his love. And I don't like that. That's where I have pain. And that's where I have that, gosh, that divide that just feels like I'm isolated. And I don't like it when I feel that way. And so when I'm in Christ, that's where I feel joy. I feel gratitude. I feel thankfulness for the ways that He is saving me in those places, in those areas of my life that need still to be saved. I know it sounds funny, but like I've been maybe holding on to my bad habits and things that I do when I feel stressed. Well, things you turn to. Yeah. Yeah. That are not God. That are <laughs> and are, are disappointing and don't lead to life and peace and joy and the things I'm looking for when I'm turning to those things. Instead, they create other problems that aren't good. And so in Christ, the motivation comes because he loved me first. And mm. I and I experience his love and I want to love him back. It's this relationship of nearness and peace and his calm, his reassurance that He's with me. He never leaves me. That He is my shepherd. That He is life. He is the river of life. He is the bread of life. He is what I'm looking for to sustain, to like feed my soul. And so in Christ becomes my motivation because He's sustaining me. I think I was about 19 years old and had been really struggling because I'm a very right brain thinker. At Mm. times I get kind of in my head and I had gone to a prayer thing at my church. And during that, I was like, is any of this real? Are people just doing this? God, are you real? I was just really having a crisis of belief. And later that day, there was actually a family friend and he ended up making a visit to where my mom and I were at her work. And he and her were just having a conversation and no one knew. Like I had only prayed to God. And I, God, are you real? And I'll never forget it. just uh, so emotional even to tell you. But my friend Jerry just stopped talking to my mom and looked at me. And he just said, Tammy, God is real and he loves you. And I just, oh my gosh, like I just broke. Uh, I mean, it's hard to even describe that moment where God broke through. He used another believer in that particular situation to give me confirmation that he heard my prayer and that he was real and that he heard the cry of my heart and God knows what we need. Yeah. And just in prayer, he just broke through to my heart that day. It's that relationship that we have with God that gives us all the reason we need to look at the areas of our lives and say, here's where I need renovation. Wow. Here are things that need to go away walls that need to be torn down. And here's a new room that needs to be built Mm -hmm. in my life. Yes. 
because I want to give more of myself to God. I feel drawn by Him to go in this way. So this is the perfect time to talk about this because we go into the new year and everybody's thinking of New Year's resolutions. But this is so much more. Yeah, it's a new way to live. It is. And New Year's resolutions just have this... I have a bad taste in my mouth about them because they're usually real self-focused. Right. And it's all about how I'm going to be a better me. Mm. And it's within my strength and blah, 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 blah. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about renovation because there's a God who loves me, who wants more for me. Yeah. Not necessarily just from me. Mm. And so this pursuing the life that he has for me is where I will begin to experience the vibrance. Sometimes we think of vibrant and we think it's what's happening when things are good. Mm. But sometimes vibrance is born out of dealing with the bad stuff. When we're removing bad habits from our lives, when we're facing addiction head on, Mm-hmm. When we're taking responsibility in relationships that we have not handled well yeah. and really owning our part of that. It's sometimes difficult mm-hmm. because in our own strength, we fail, we mm-hmm. get discouraged, we get beat down, and sometimes we're our own worst critic about that. Right. How many things in your life are uh, projects you started but didn't finish? Okay. We're not going to talk about the closet today. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, all the things. And I just want to talk a moment about that because there is this, if we were to be honest, this ideal version of ourselves that we can Mm. kind of think about and wow, okay, what would that look like? Oh, I wouldn't have lost my temper and yelled at my child or had a fight with my spouse or been frustrated with my coworker, whatever. Those aren't wrong to have those kind of ideal behaviors you wish. But the problem is we become this harsh judge and we beat ourselves up over the ways we fail. Right. And and that gets us down. And instead, I kind of want to flip that and say, these are areas that we would love to grow in, but it isn't just up to us that in Christ, those things can be possible. As renovation happens and we start to move forward, we want to be sure that this isn't just another unfinished project. Oh, yeah. You're a part of the Unfinished Project Club, a.k.a. Yeah. your closet. Yeah. I'm I'm a part of the Procrastination Club. <laughs> uh, we have a meeting uh-huh. tomorrow. All right. And, you know, <laughs> when we have unfinished projects, when we procrastinate, it's all because the status quo is so much easier than whatever renovation needs to take place in our life. Yep. The truth is that mm-hmm. God loves us so much. He doesn't want us to stay, stay where we same. are. Yeah. He's drawing us to move out of where we are to where he wants us to be. He's placing these renovation ideas in our hearts and in our minds so that we really are pursuing him. Yeah. Ultimately, that's where this life is found. Mm -hmm. And I like that. I like that you're saying that God is drawing us. Sometimes it's not that our life is just filled with a bunch of bad things. It's just sometimes our life needs to be filled with better things. Right. And that's the life that God is drawing us into. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I've been doing really well lately and I'm happy with I'm making progress in this area or this area or this area. And God says, "Okay, let's just go further. Right. So he's just constantly pulling us toward the life he created 
created us to experience and live. He loves us so much. He is never just going to leave us where we are. He wants us to continue to be on this trajectory of becoming more and more like Jesus. So really, the main thing that we probably should bring up at this point is how is it that we're not sitting here next year having this very same conversation and our lives are no different? Wow. Nobody wants that. I mean, you know, that's so discouraging and defeating. And I I know, and this is good because I I think this is where a lot of our listeners would agree. We want to be different. We want to be more loving. We want to be more patient. We want all of the things that would make us and mark us as people with character, with the kind of qualities that are attractive. Values. Yeah. Values. Things that are worth having, worth pursuing. Yes. And so I'm really into inventories. You probably noticed that. Maybe take a little inventory assessment of kind of what are the big areas that you'd like to see change? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that most people don't have to stop and take an inventory. They're so (laughs) reminded Uh daily of the kind of renovations that they want to have in their life. Right. And yet they keep getting put on the back burner. Yeah, and that's frustrating because it feels like the things you want to do, you don't always have time for. But it's the things that you don't necessarily want to do that are urgent. Right. And that's where it kind of comes down to priorities. Yeah. That's probably one of the biggest things that I run into all the time as I talk to people. They know what they need to do. But for whatever reason, what they need to do is not high enough on their list of priorities. Mm. And so it keeps getting pushed down. And when I talk about all the people that I talk to and they tell me these, I'm really talking about myself. (laughs) Too, because yeah, yeah. I'm just as bad as anyone yeah. about saying, okay, here's the life I want. I, I'm really great about sitting down and journaling and writing out, okay, this is what I feel God calling me into. This is where, where I want to go. This is where I want to see my life as I move forward. And then it doesn't get elevated in priority. Mm. And yes, there are a ton of, I can give excuses. I can give you reasons <laughs> as to why that happens. Yeah. But until Mm. we are so motivated by our relationship with God, Mm. are so passionate about it, are so convinced that this is the most important thing, we're not going to put it on our priority list where it has to be in order for the renovation to actually take place. Right. It's just going to stay status quo and Mm -hmm. nothing really is going to be changing. And then you're stuck here again next year, which is not what we want. We want life change. And I love that you're honest about things. And I'm right here with you when you talk about those things. I feel like I'm in the same boat a lot of times. And so what motivates me a lot is I look at things that frustrate me or areas that I feel defeated or discouraged. And Dr. Cloud, I did a workshop with him recently, and he talked about what steps do you need to take in order to grow through it? Not to avoid it, not to deny it, not to go around it. How can you grow through it? If we don't make it a priority, everything else will continue to take precedence over it. And so the renovation never happens. Wow. Which is sad. I mean, it's like you don't want to be here in the same place next year. I want change for myself, for you, for our listeners. And so we want to have some kind of goals, plans, ways to move forward right? so that those things happen. Because that's right. where we have excitement and joy and life change, right? Exactly. As yeah. The- as we elevate the priority yeah, of something, right. then that priority starts to develop a plan. Mm. 
and habits and all the things that go with that. Right. And so I like that. And without a plan, we're never going to be able to accomplish something. It's kind of like what Jesus said when he was teaching his disciples about considering the cost. He said, no man goes in to build a house unless he first considers the cost. Otherwise, he gets started and is unable to finish. And none of us want to be there. No. And so it's like we make a priority. We make it a plan. Yeah. And we do consider the cost because some things, like you mentioned earlier, are going to have to get shifted around. As we make this higher in our list of priorities, I would like to pick the things that don't need to get done. Right. Oh, that's a new strategy. To be those things that I just go ahead and put on the back burner. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, things that we can make a choice and say, hmm, that has been just eating up too much of my time. Exactly. And no longer going to make a change. It's eating up my time. It's eating up my effort. Yeah. And it might be doing it without really any intentionality at all. It's just there. Well, we're not going to talk about my bad habits today. (laughs) Those things, though, most of us can probably identify something that we've been giving time and attention to that we could let go of. Right. And that's a good thing. It's a great thing Mm -hmm. because then it makes room for us to have this renovation. Yeah. Let's face it. If we're going to do a renovation project in our house, we realize that that's going to impact more than just the room that's being renovated because we're going to have to learn how to do life around the renovation project. Wow. If we renovate the kitchen, where are we going to cook? I'm thinking our camp stove. Exactly. That's Uh making a plan. Right. Yeah. So when the renovation project has the priority that it needs to get done, we plan around it. Yeah. We can do that. Right. Yeah. Which is our goal. We want our lives, our listeners' lives to be vibrant and sustainable. Like Mm -hmm. we want that growth. We want that so that you are feeling that excitement and joy and confidence in your everyday life with God. That's right. I think you just made that quote again. (laughs) It was at the beginning (laughs) of our podcast every week. I know. I love it. I'm going to quote something that our pastor says all the time too, which I think is very essential to this. We need to go all in. Pastor Levi identifies going all in as one of the problems that we face most commonly. Yeah. Because when we don't go all in, nothing really gets done. If we don't go all in, we're half-hearted. And that's what James was talking about in his letter, because he was talking about how we're double-minded. Our attentions are divided between one thing and another, and we just can't do that and have a renovation project. Can you imagine renovating your kitchen and not going all in? No. (laughs) How long would that take? Uh, it forever. It would be miserable. And it would never get done. Right. And so that's why we got to go all in, mm. shift things around. Yeah. And just taking a moment and inviting Jesus into the rooms in your heart that need renovation. I'm excited for what can be mm-hmm. and for the future of a heart that wholly belongs to him. Totally. Yeah. yeah there's no doubt that this is worth it. Yeah. Because as God is drawing us further to pursue Him more, right? whatever we're becoming is so much more of what we want to be than we even realize. Wow. That's so cool. As I hear you say that, I'm thinking, oh, man, that's what I'm looking for. That is the life that I'm pursuing, right, is Mm -hmm. to be that. And I want that for you. I want that for our children. I want that for my clients. You know, I want that for everybody that they can have that type of experience. Mm -hmm. I agree 100%. And so going into the new year, yeah, let's not make New Year's resolutions. (laughs) Let's make New Year's renovations. Ooh, I like that. 
there are definitely places that I just want the wrecking ball to come in and just take it out because I want these areas of my life to be new. I want them to be restored. I want them to be whole. I want them to be more like Jesus. And so I love how you said New Year's renovations. That's really gives me a, a context to kind of build off of. Yeah. Yeah, like you, I am really excited, actually, to think about bringing in a wrecking ball to certain things in my life, not because of the destructive process of the things that have to go. That's probably going to be a little bit painful. Yeah. If I'm really honest, there, mm-hmm. there are things that have just been such a part of my life for so long. They're not bad things. They're just in the way things. And so as the wrecking ball comes in, it's going to crash through some things in my life that have needed to go for a long time. But I'm excited for for what gets to go up in their place. Mm, wow. The things that get to be built once those things are removed. I want to build time in my life for people. Yes. I want to build better habits in my walk with God where I'm loving him more. I'm attached to him more. I want my relationships with other people to be deeper. Yeah. I want to do life together with people. One of the big metaphors that God has been giving me for life lately has been being on an expedition. When you think of someone on an expedition, they're all in. It's 100%. It's let's do the research. Let's get the equipment. Let's fund this thing. And then everything is all about the expedition. That's what I am trying to make room for in my life. So I'm welcoming the wrecking ball to come crashing through some walls here. (laughs) Yeah. And this is probably the most ready I've ever been for that. Wow. Because I think in the past I've said this is what I want, but I didn't want to knock down any walls. I just wanted to try and add to, and it just doesn't work. There's not room for everything. No, I love that so much. I like this expedition metaphor. Renovation is exciting. Renovation is hard. And we acknowledge that fact 100%. Following God with our whole life, pursuing Him with everything we have, everything that we are, is what we know we need to do. And everything else in this world is trying to say, no, that's not important. That's just for crazy, weird religious people. No, it's not. This is the life that you were made to live, that God is drawing you into. It's the one that leaves behind the things that are dragging you down. It's the one that finds comfort in the midst of situations that seem out of control and that are hurtful and painful. It's the one that provides for you what you're longing for most and have no clue as to where to find it. It's all in Christ. And that's why these renovations that we're encouraging you to think about and pray about, not another New Year's resolution, but a New Year's renovation, something that's going to make a difference, that's going to take your life from where you are to honestly where you want to be. And so we just want to take a moment to acknowledge that this is hard, but also we want to pray for you. We want to pray for your openness. We want to pray for you to to really hear a clear direction from God that if you're needing that affirmation, that maybe God would meet you there in that moment to let you know that He loves you and that He's drawing you deeper into a relationship with Him and He's wanting these renovations in your life for your good to minister to your heart in ways that you didn't even know you needed. Yeah. So let's do that. Jesus, thank you for your love for us. 
Thank you for the ways that you're drawing our hearts toward you and that you hear our cries of our heart. You hear our prayers. And God, I do pray that you just continue to give us eyes to see, ears to hear, ways that we can open up these areas of our heart to you for the renovations you want to make in our lives. God, we just surrender, we yield, and we ask you to fill our hearts with your peace and your joy and your love. God, in new ways that you are doing a new thing. And God, I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.